Did you see uh, Pat McAfee is hiring a chef? No, I didn't. Let me just give it a little breakdown here because it's V-tempting. Not really, but kind of is. $100,000 a year salary. Okay. Have to have to live in Indy full time. Okay. So, you know, Indy isn't maybe not the most fun place to live. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have to have good vibes. Got All it. right. Cool. Will not need to make content. Check. <laughs> Just want consistent, delicious food Monday through Friday and special events. Breakfast and after show, late lunch. Okay. For $100,000 a year. I'm like, I could whip up some good breakfast and after show. Right <laughs> Welcome back to the FLFFFL podcast, episode 12. It is your host, Matthew Honeycutt, and I'm here with your co-host, John Lassie. How are we doing? Doing pretty good. I'm three for three in my three leagues making the playoffs, so got to be happy about that. Mm, I'm just one for one. Just have two leagues. One <laughs> I'm in the playoffs, one I'm not. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, and the one I'm not, I barely missed. It's a bummer, but yeah, I, I am number one in the other league, so I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. That's good. But, I mean, I don't even know if I need to mention our other co-host. It's been like three or four weeks since he's been on. But, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of – he's he's not with us this week, but our co-host, William Myers. Yeah. Also part of the podcast. He is. And I, I must say, um, you know, I had a meeting last week, his annual performance review with intern Steve. Mm. And, he, and he asked for a promotion. He, he asked for it to be promoted to podcast host. I told him it was pending. You know, we'll see if if Will Myers can come back or not. But um, anyway, intern Steve is he's making moves. So it's Ooh. purely it's purely political around here at the FL FFFL podcast. You yeah. know, so intern Steve is just jockeying and positioning himself. I mean, I didn't get to sit in that, but I mean, kudos for him for making the push and making yeah. the ask. And I would say that if Will just doesn't make a appearance again this season. We might need to make a change. We might. We might. So we'll have to put that under review. We'll have to have all the people vote, the board vote on it and everything. Yeah. But we'll see. I do but, I do real quick need to just in case, and I'll cut this out if it's not. Uh there's a baby crying in my house. So if y'all can hear that out there, I apologize. I mean it's just it's just another dad. Life with kids, you know. It is, yeah. This is real life, people. This is real. It is. She is in the next room. <laughs> yes. So that's crazy. Okay. Well, guys, it is playoff time, man. We are here. Playoffs. This playoffs. ain't a regular season. Playoffs. And we are in the playoffs, and it is great. I'm feeling, like I said, I'm feeling pretty good about this one league. Team is coming together. How I how I put together a ten and four, I don't know, but the team's coming together. Feel good about it. You're uh, peaking at the right time. Oh, yeah, we, we talked sure. about that. Yeah, like you had had a terrible start, and then you started peaking mid-season, and you yeah. kind of fallen off a little bit. Yep. And I kind of scrapped it together the whole season, and then started peaking like two weeks ago. So I mean, I know just and just a little shout out here to you to have guys like J.K. Dobbins who missed a lot of time 
Keenan Allen, who is like the biggest roster clogger of the year. You know, I mean, you're, you have these guys that have been, you've been plagued by injury. AJ Dillon didn't double down on anything. And so you're, I mean, like to be 10 and four in the number one overall seed in our league is, is incredibly impressive. Yeah. I, I kind of thank you, John. I appreciate it. I, I really honestly don't know how I pulled it, pulled it out. Yeah. And it, it really was just like week by week. I just scrapped by and I, I made the right. I think I just made some good decisions and I played the right people and I won the week. Yeah. And I also have Jalen Hurts and Tyreek Hill. So yes, that does help. Yes. Well. Those guys really carried my team. And now I'm having like Keenan Allen and JK Dobbins step up at the right time. And so. J- JT, Jonathan Taylor has been yeah, he's better as of late. And so better. And so anyways, enough about my team. Um, Let's hop into some play, uh, some takeaways um, for, I mean, I guess the last few weeks and then just the whole season. Yeah, so I do want to I, I want to give one quick shout out because we had we did have a mailbag question come That's through right to flffl.pod at gmail.com. And it was from the manager of Gangsta's Paradise. Was it wasn't too happy about us? He wasn't. He he right. he was demanding some respect for his team. And and to our defense, we have talked about how he he was probably the best team on the bubble uh, the last right. time we had a pod, and he's proved it. He snuck in. The things happened that needed to happen, and he made the playoffs. And I really think I think he probably pushed out Chubby Gurleys, who was the first one out. And I think we have the top eight teams in the league actually make the playoffs, which is always good. It's, it's always mm-hmm. a good thing when you, you're like, yeah, we this is good. This is it. No, no one snuck in that we feel like is unfair or or shouldn't have been in. Mm-hmm. I think he snuck in, and, and credit to him. He had, you know he has made enough moves. He's made – you know this was the manager, correct me if I'm wrong, who drafted three tight ends at the beginning of the year. That's correct. And somehow you know he's, he's made it into the playoffs and snuck in as the eight seed, so – Anyway, mm-hmm. you're welcome, yep. gangsters. Respect where uh, where respect is due. You made it. You're here. Let's see if you can get a win against the favorite uh, number one seed, Maddie Ice, and the boys. Tough, but we will talk about this later. But I, I do, like you said, I do really strongly believe that we got the eight, the eight best teams in the playoffs. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk through that later. But give us your takeaways. What you got for us? So yeah, my uh, takeaways here. I got I got two kind of or one for, I guess for the for this whole season, and then another one that just was a little tidbit, a little uh, tidbit of info that I saw on Twitter that I thought was interesting. That I want you to try to guess who this running back is. So first, um, I have the top five players um, whose fantasy managers made the playoffs in the highest percentage of leagues on ESPN. Nice. Um, so these are the top five, again, just let me read that again. The top five players whose fantasy managers reached the playoffs in the highest percentage of leagues of ESPN. So I, so let me run through these. I go five to one. Number five is Austin Eckler at 62 and a half. So I think that means 62 and a half percent of fantasy managers who owned Austin Eckler made the playoffs. Mm. If that's, if I'm reading that correctly. Number four is Tyreek Hill, 63.7%. Jalen Hurts, 65.4%. A certain team and co-host of this podcast has both of those guys on his team. Nice. Josh Jacobs, 67.4%. Another team has hit that guy on his team. 
who is probably the second best team, uh, or or maybe I guess we'll, we'll time will tell when we talk mm-hmm. about power rankings. And then number one, of course, Travis Kelsey. Seventy-one point seven percent of fantasy managers who own Travis Kelsey made the playoffs in ESPN. So, just thought that was interesting when I saw that, um, and I, I wish they, I wish I could know that stat year to year to year to year and see mm-hmm. who remains on that top five list, you know? Yeah. Um, who's been on there the most and all that kind of stuff would be really cool to see. Um, especially recent history when you're talking about Travis Kelsey and his dominance as a tight end. Um, I'm sure he wasn't on there last year, probably was the year before that was kind of the last time we saw him be this dominant. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just a huge matchup when, He's scoring, I think he has 260-something points, and the next tight end has 100-and-something. So yeah, it's insane. Just, just crazy. Yeah. Then, okay, so the next one is is a running back. He's, a, he's currently in the league. He has rushed for 7,996 career yards. Okay, that's his career rushing yards. 3,805 of those rushing yards or 48% of those rushing yards have come against his division rivals. Who, who do you think that is? Hmm. Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry. Yes. This is just crazy. I don't, and I, I don't know what I'm assuming this was, this was put out on Twitter because it's, it's, a crazy high percentage has come just against his division mm-hmm. rivals, but it just shows you that like this dude runs all over his division rivals. I, I mean, just, the, okay. I'll tell you the only no way I know that is I was watching a game. I was watching a Titans game and they mentioned how he does really good against his division. Yeah. I didn't know that it was this good, but I mean, I think because yeah. Texans, the Texans are in his division, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he has like, incredible games he's like rushed for 200 yards every game yeah 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 he's he he owns the texans for sure and then you know the colts and the jaguars too i mean he just he runs all over his division so um anyway pretty crazy so walk me through uh your takeaways here yeah so um i've got a question and then i have a player comparison so who is the only team to have two wide receivers in the top 10 for wide receivers. I got to believe it's Miami. You're correct. Tyreek and, J- Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddles. And I almost made a mistake because I was looking at this. I was like, oh, okay, what's kind of, what would be a cool uh, takeaway? And I clicked on the top 10 and it was two Seattle wide receivers. But it was Wait, because what? I, yeah, it was because I included their their game on Thursday night. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it could play out that way, but and that was going to be even crazier. So I was like, this is crazy. And then I started looking at it, and it was it was just based off points and not their actual ranking. Gotcha, okay. Um, but, I mean, even to think that there's two Seattle wide Wait, Well, that means one of them has to already be in the top ten. Yeah, Lockett is at eight. And DK Metcalf's at twelve. I mean, so it's not too far away. Or he's the he's thing like is, right though, Lockett just got hurt mm-hmm. and is having surgery on his finger, I think. So I don't know how much time he'll miss. But yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. But anyways, Miami, 
they, I mean, if you've owned any piece of Miami's offense, it's been a really good season for you. Can um, you believe how much at the beginning of the year Will dogged on the Seattle receivers? I mean, like they're yes. good players. Like, what is he thinking? You know, yes. like he was like, "Oh my gosh, I drafted two Seattle receivers. That's so dumb of me. I can't believe it." Like, you know, and I'm like, "Dude, chill out, Will. Like, they're good players. Like, you can play both of those guys." You know, and he just <laughs> kept, kept going on and on, and then he eventually traded one. But. Yep. I can't believe that. How silly does he look, you know? Mm, yes, he does. He does. And I would say, I mean, Tyree Kill has been a lot more consistent and has a lot of boom weeks when Jalen Waddle has been really inconsistent, but he's had some really, really good weeks yeah. sprinkled in. So we'll see. He needs to be a little bit more consistent for him to, to really be a, a big-time receiver. Besides but, those two teams, Seattle and um, – is there anyone else close? I I don't think really. so. I don't. Um, based off, I'm trying. I'm going off memory because uh, I don't have pulled up, but I don't think there was anyone that was anywhere close uh, to having two receivers. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and now, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. I think the only mm-hmm. other it wouldn't be Dallas, wouldn't be Cincinnati because Chase has been missing some time and Higgins has not mm-hmm. been good lately. Um, yeah, you're probably Philly, I guess, maybe, but Devontae Smith hasn't been good enough to be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, Minnesota, no, Adam Thielen hasn't been, no, he hasn't as good. good. So, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really think there's another duo. Um, uh, so, anyways, and then my other uh player comparison is comparing uh, two different running backs, and I meant to look at. Let me pull it up real quick on their rankings, where they're ranked. Um, I'll go over their stats first so that you can't guess it because of their ranks, you know. I don't want you cheating. Yeah. Um, And so player A has 1,083 rushing yards, has eight rushing TDs, um, and then he has 42 receptions for 261 uh, receiving yards, but he's had zero receiving TDs. Okay. And then running back B has 894 yards rushing, nine rushing TDs, 29 uh, rece- uh, receptions, 279 uh, receiving yards, and three receiving TDs. Who are these players? Uh, player, um, let's just say one of the players is ranked number six, and one of the players is ranked number seven. Okay. Well, I know I know who player six, whoever the rank six is, because we talked about this offline. I think um, so. One of these guys, I think, is Saquon Barkley. Correct. Which one do you think he is? Um, I think he's player A. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, player A. Um, and then player B, who would be right below him? Uh. Maybe I can Nick Chubb. Okay, he's one spot above Barkley at five. Oh, and Chubb is okay. This this will blow your mind. These two players are in the same conversation. Oh, Jamal Williams. Nope. Okay, I thought he had 11 or 12 touchdowns. He's 14. Um, He's 14. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Aaron Jones. Okay, he's eight. You're so (laughs) close. You're right around it. (laughs) Who else is... I'm trying to think. Um, you just wouldn't expect this guy to be there. 
Okay, give me a second. Don't tell me yet. Give me a second. You got to get it right. And they're in the same. Miles Sanders. No, he's at nine. What? You're, like, <laughs> you're right around it. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I'm no, just gonna name all at, the <laughs> He's at thirteen. Dang, because I'm getting further. Okay, right. put put some context clues together. We've we've already talked about this guy on on the on the uh, pre-show. We talked about him on the pre-show. It's not Josh Jacobs. No, no, no. He's way up. He's at yeah, two. That's what I um. Wow, my memory is that bad. We talked about him on the pre-show. Zeke. Tony Pollard. Yes. Tony Pollard is That's RB insane. number seven. That's RB number insane. seven. And he's in the same conversation with uh, Saquon Barkley. It's just that is that blows my mind. Yeah. As a Cowboy fan, I mean, and, and I think both of us said it. We we both thought he was going to have a really good season, but I don't know if I thought he'd be in the top ten. No. I mean, and how, where's Zeke ranked? Because you're you're probably, if you had both of them, like I think I think actually Birdman last year had both of them. Yeah, well, but, you remember we talked about uh, who I told you what I asked you the question. What were the what is the duo of running backs that are both are in top in top ten or top, top twenty one? Yeah, okay, so Zeke is twenty one. Mm-hmm. So, but still, like you're playing both of them. Like if you I, had both of them, you're probably start you, you're safe yeah. to start both of them. I, I believe so. It's crazy, and you'll see. I mean, his his three receiving TDs really help. Um, his nine rushing touchdowns, that's really high. Uh, and that's what's got him points-wise because he doesn't necessarily have the yardage as a right. rushing, and he doesn't necessarily have the receptions. But those TDs really help points how many How many points total is he separated from Saquon? Do you know? Eight. Dang. Yeah. So they're at six and seven. That's I mean, great. so he could, he could finish above – well, okay, this is crazy. He could finish in the top five. Chubb's at 230, Barkley's at 230, and Pollard's at 222. So if mm. he has if he has some more really good games and those guys don't perform as well, he could finish in the top five. Wow. And I just I just don't think I, – I, I don't think there's anybody that would have thought that. To start yeah, to see that's that. crazy. <clears throat> the other names – I think are, are guys that would be in that conversation. The only guy in the top five that probably isn't wasn't is Jacobs. Yeah, and we've we've talked about how he's just had a crazy season. But Eckler, McCaffrey, Henry, Chubb, Barkley—all those names you would think would be up there. Yeah. So, hmm. just kind of a crazy, um, crazy way it winded, winded up. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I was going to mention. Uh, I was going to do the top fours again, but we won't go through all of them. But just looking at receivers, so you got Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a – I think – I don't think people probably expected Hill to be there. Yeah. that's what, The other guys you, you think are going to be there. That's right? what I was going to say. I mean, Hill was I, – I drafted him in the uh, in the second – yeah, second or third round. I had the back-to-back picks. Um, for the number one pick. And I, yeah, I just don't know if you would have thought he was up there, but those other three names, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jefferson, Adams, Diggs. And then going just to finish the conversation with quarterbacks, Hertz, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. I think. Yeah. 
most of those guys were in that conversation. Hurts maybe a little bit of a. I think I I don't know people. I think he I expected him to be top four. I wouldn't have expected Burrow to be top top four. I don't know how close he is to. I mean, I did. I just flat out say I didn't expect Burrow to be top four. I mean, I figured he'd be in the mm-hmm. six to twelve range, you know. But there's a and there's a pretty big gap from Geno Smith is at five. Wow. Well, that he he played Thursday night, so that could change, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hmm. I mean, Burrow 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 has a forty point lead on Geno at five. Wow. Okay. So he's, that's probably your top four then. I mean, yeah. Uh huh. Barring anything just insane. And Burrow is 24. Yeah. 24 behind uh, Allen. Wow. So, yeah. So it's just interesting kind of how it shaked out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even know if we want to look at tight, tight end is awful. No, don't. It's Travis <laughs> Kelsey and then Mark yes. Andrews, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hawkinson's right there with Andrews, but yeah. Uh, anyways, that's, that's kind of your top three, and everyone else is irrelevant. Um, so those are our takeaways. Um, let's hop into some power rankings, and we're gonna do we're gonna do a f- final regular season power rankings for our league in the FL FFFL. Um, so last week, or I guess was it two weeks ago? Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. We had uh, we've had some changes definitely, um, and this really, like we said, our top eight. We got a, we had a team that squeaked into the top eight, and we believe that these are the best eight teams in the league. So we're gonna start from twelve and go to one. So we have Daddy Kyle at the bottom. Just just a rough year. Had injuries. Team really just didn't come together. And I think when you're in that spot, you just kind of got to be like, this year's not my year. Next year might be just plan for the future. And I'll slide in. If we were doing a dynasty league, Mm. you'd have a lot more opportunities. He could literally plan for the future. Oh yeah. yeah. He could scrap his whole team and get a ton of draft picks. So um, that's him. Daddy Kyle at 12. And then this team, this team fell from the, from graces. Oh yeah. was, Was starting off the season. Great. But had some doubters, and those doubters were correct. So at 11, we have Chubby Gurleys. They finished the season at 7-7, seven and seven, but the team just isn't great. They were last in points four among the whole league, and the roster just isn't great. Let me just say, as early as, po- as the post-week two power rankings, Chubby Gurley was ranked number one in the power rankings. Mm. And now he's nope. second to last... No repeat this year. No, no repeat. No repeat. So then at 10, we have Funky Town Fellas. Again, they just couldn't really put everything together. Don't really have a bad roster. Yeah. They just didn't, didn't really come together. Um, and then we have at 9, we have the Dave Arandas. I mean, they made some bonehead trade moves, but still, I think they're third or fourth in points four. Um, just yeah. couldn't just couldn't get a win. I think that's what it came down to for them. They just they just couldn't win weeks, and you got to win in fantasy football to make the playoffs. It's, it's true. just a bummer, but you do. Points for don't necessarily matter overall. You got to yeah. win. Um, so that is our bottom feeders, and then we get to our top eight, which these are probably I would say these are the the top eight teams, 
And but I think the way, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way that we have them ordered may not necessarily be the seedings for the playoffs. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. So we're gonna start at eight, and that is gangsters. Gangsters, you spoke to us. We listened, and your team responded, and you got in the top eight, and you made the playoffs, man. So yep. congrats there at eight. I mean, if the Bears play well, your team might have a shot. If yeah. Fields continues to play well and Montgomery comes back on, but you never know. We'll see. And then at seven, we have the Millennium Falcons. Man, they were riding high. Their team was playing well. I think this he had a great roster, had, had one or two major injuries, and just hasn't really come together since then. Yeah. And and I really think the team had the they had the weeks that they could have won and it just didn't come together. Just had some bad performances down the stretch from Chubb. Um, and then who's the other player that hasn't performed super great for him? Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I do need to, I, two weeks ago I made a call and it was correct. You were right. You said Deshaun Watson under 10 and he scored like 5.3 or something. I knew it. I yeah. knew it. He, he wasn't going to return anyways. And Who's his other player? There's been someone else. Oh, Mark Andrews. Does he have Mark Andrews? Yes. And he yeah. hasn't he hasn't played too well the last few weeks. And so yeah. he's got to get some better performances from those guys in order to make it to the playoffs. <clears throat> and then at six, we have all my flexes live in Texas. Um, I mean, I think this team from top to bottom is really solid, but he's had some struggles the last few weeks with RBs, not really performing. Walker's been in and out of the lineup. ETN's kind of been in and out and then just had a, a bust last week or the week before. I can't remember which week it was. Both. Both. <laughs> um, but I think this team is in good position. Um, they, they may have a tough side of the bracket, but um, we'll Here, see if they can. Yeah, here's, here's what I'll say about my team, you know, and, and I think the problem with my team is if you look at the running backs – it's a great – I mean, obviously, Delvin Cook was my – I mean, he was my first pick. So, outside of Delvin Cook, I have a really great no RB strategy running backs here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I went no RB, having Kenneth Walker and ETN as my running backs, like, that's really good. But the point of a no RB strategy is to get amazing wide receivers or amazing <laughs> quarterback and tight end. And I don't have that, <laughs> you know? So, it's mm-hmm. like I can't really boast – and and a well, for one, I didn't use the no RB strategy because I drafted Dalvin in the first round. But I'm just saying outside of that, if you just look at the roster, you're like, oh, this guy might have done zero RB because he has Walker and ETN. But then I have CeeDee Lamb, who's good. He's the He is the seventh-ranked wide receiver. And then I have Michael Pittman. And then I have Justin Herbert, who's been okay. And then I have Dalton Schultz, who's been okay. And, you know, it's like those mm-hmm. aren't the guys you'd get when you do zero RB. If you do zero RB, you're getting the Josh Allen's or Mahomes, and you're getting the Justin Jeffersons and the Diggs and the you know those guys, mm-hmm. or the Kelsey or the Andrews or whatever, you know, not all of those obviously, but you're getting those caliber of QB wide receivers and tight ends, hoping that your running backs like a Kenneth Walker or an ETN end up being decent enough. So yeah. I'd say that's that's the problem with my team. Um, again, like you said, I had. I started off terrible, hated my team, came in the middle of the season, really on the upswing, had a great team, was feeling really good. I had made some moves and like Kenneth Walker and ETN picked it up. And and I think we peaked too early. Um, and now I'm facing DMC. We'll get into the matchups, but I'm facing DMC for the second straight week. Mm. He beat me 151 to 88 last week. So 
not looking great. Um, can there be yeah. revenge? Can it be revenge? Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. So then we have flexes, and and you finished the regular season in fourth place, right? Or no, what's I, your? Oh, like my seed. My seeding is. Um, what is it? Yeah, I think fourth. Yeah. So we have you at six in the power rankings. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if you can continue to make your way through the playoffs. We'll talk about those later in our matchups. Uh, and then at five, we have Birdman, Buffalo Bills, if they play well. He's also had Zeke on his roster, which he's actually not played him a few weeks when he's played really well. So we'll see if you'll insert him in the lineup. Um, but I think Birdman has a pretty good roster from top to bottom. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then at four, which I didn't talk about the tiers. I forgot about that. So 12 through, obviously, 12 through nine is a tier by itself. And then we have eight through uh, four is the next tier with this next team, the Blue Linemen. So they they had just a really, really hard injury with Cooper Cup going down. Still has kind of fought their way and got some wins here and there. But I, I really, again, I think this team was one and two all season and then started telling down as as Cup got hurt. So I don't I just don't know if they're going to be able to make a run in the playoffs. Um, they do have Stevenson, do have Barkley, do have Mahomes. So we'll see if they can help them uh, make it happen. Yeah. And then we go, then we go into that final tier, I guess. Or did we have two tiers left? Two tiers left. Okay. There's one team in a tier by himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so the uh, the third tier um, is Run DMC is at three, and so me and me and John we talked about this beforehand. I really wanted to put DMC at two, um, but just the wins not not as great, and so I just didn't feel comfortable doing it. Um, but his team from top to bottom is really good. I mean, Derek Henry, um, Justin Jefferson. Let's see. I'm, I'm pulling it up. This is off memory. St. Brown, uh, Metcalf. Pierce has gone down with the injury, so that could be tough. Yeah. Rashad White. Ah, don't know. Well, he's Here's the thing. DMC, we talked about this off offline. He's scored one, over 150 the last three weeks. So yeah. he his team is on a complete tear right now. Probably the biggest tear of any team in the league uh, the last three weeks. And so, I mean, just he's really, you know, and, and I, I said, I think maybe he's, he's punching above his belt a little bit here um, because he has some question marks on his team. But nevertheless, he has a good team. He's in a great spot to, to make a run here in the playoffs and, um, yeah. And, and, you know, credit to credit where credit is due here. He's the team who makes, he's the manager who makes the most moves by far in the season. So he's really That's tinkered correct. and, and come up with a pretty good roster here. Yeah. So he's fallen in at three on the final, uh, power rankings. And then, um, at two, we have mighty ice and the boys finished with the number one record, uh, 10 and four. And like we talked about earlier, I think the team has really rounded out. Led, of course, by Hertz and Hill, who've had incredible seasons. But Jonathan Taylor, who has come on late, he was the number one pick. He really has struggled. But the last two or three weeks, he's done a lot better. And then he has these crazy J.K. Dobbins coming in, carrying my team last week because I had a ton of buys. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Keenan Allen, who has had, I think, three or four straight weeks. Yeah, he's had four weeks in a row above 12 points. So 12, 15, 20, and 21. So, I mean, he's only yeah. taking up. And so if he continues that, 
I mean, he had 12 receptions last week for 92 yards. So almost got that extra point yeah. on, on the 100. And so I really, really like – and I'm speaking for myself because this is my team. I really, really like my team. And I think if we just continue to play like we have, uh, we got a good shot to make the championship. Definitely agree. I think your team is is peaking at the right time. Um, you know they're they're coming into form. Um, you having the biggest roster clogger, Keenan Allen. He's coming into form, which is great for my quarterback, Justin Herbert. Side note, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I think you're. I mean, the well deserved number one overall seed here, and uh, in a great position to to make it to the ship. So, yeah, the only thing that's shaky is going to be that either is going to be Ayuk. And he'll normally be my flex. And I mean, he just hasn't played super well with Brock Purdy yet. He was he was playing really well with Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, and he just hadn't seen the same volume. Um, and Debo was even out and he still didn't. Kittle got two touchdowns and had a huge game. Yeah. So we'll see. That's the only thing I'm kind of worried about. And I really don't have anybody to put in that spot, really. So yeah. We'll see how how it pans out. And then we get to the team that's number one. I guess it's well-deserved. They definitely have the best roster, um, even though there might be an asterisk beside it, uh, is not your average Joes. And they finished the season at, with the two seed, but I, I think we'll both agree that they have an incredible team. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this in length. You just go down the roster, Burrow, Jacobs, Eckler, Chase, A.J. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson. Um, Aaron Jones. I mean, good grief. I, I mean, <laughs> Justin wow. Tucker, one of the best kickers. I don't know where he's ranked. He's yeah, he's the number one kicker too. I mean, just crazy. It's it's incredible. Jacobs and Eckler are one and two, right? Running backs. Yeah, I think so, one yeah. and two. Chase is back. I mean, he's fourteen and he's been out for two or three weeks. AJ Brown is at five. I mean, this Burton. is a this is a great team in a ten team league. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like this they, team is like, wow, you're incredible in a ten team league, and we have a twelve team league. Yeah. Yeah. So this is probably like eight team league team, like a, an average eight team mm-hmm. league team. Like that's nuts. And so I mean, it's just going to be really hard. There's just going to have to be an, a big upset, or there has to be a week where players don't play well. Like maybe Cincinnati gets shut out or something. I don't know, but that's going to be the only way this team gets upset. Yeah, um, they just have too much firepower. Uh, so we'll see. So that's the final rankings for our league, and I'll go back through them one more time: one to twelve. So we have not your average Joe's, Matty Ice and the boys, Run DMC, the Blue Lyman. Birdman, All Your Flexes, Live in Texas, Millennium Falcons, Gangsta's Paradise, The Dave Verandas, Funky Town Fellas, Chubby Girlies, and Daddy Kyle. There it is. And that's a wrap on the regular season. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, and then we will move into, we're going to do some uh, the playoff picture and talk through the matchups, each individual one. And so, John, do you want to kind of talk through the seating and who's yeah, playing so- who? Uh, let's start. Why don't we just run through the matchups and make, okay. make our picks, and we'll talk about seeding in that at that point. Great. So you got to start with the number one overall seed, Matty Ass and the Boys, taking on the number eight seed, Snuck In, Gangsta's Paradise. Uh, let's start off with that matchup. Tell me what what do you think on this one? 
Yeah, so we are we are recording this after the Thursday night game. Um, and so Ayuk didn't do great for me, but I'm still projected to win, and I still like my matchups uh, if I just kind of go matchup by matchup. Um, so I'm going to pick Matty Ice and the boys. Yeah, I think I think this one's uh, pretty – honestly, I think it's pretty easy. Not time, trying to jinx you by any means, but, I mean, Gangsters again, credit where credit is due. He snuck into the playoffs. Respect given to the Gangsters manager. But uh, Matty Ice is peaking at the right time. I don't think Gangsters is peaking. So I think Matty Ice is going to take this one pretty easily. Sweet. Knocking on wood. <laughs> Matty wanna... Ice. Don't want to um, yeah, right. Uh, all right. Number two overall seed, uh, the average Joe's or not your average Joe's. Sorry. Number two overall seed is not your average Joe's. It, it is the not your average Joe's um, <laughs> versus the number seven Millennium Falcon. Sorry. That was confusing because I said number, uh, overall, <laughs> number two overall seed, not your average Joe's, but it is. We got the two yeah. seven matchup. Yeah. Not your two average seven Joe's matchup one. here. And again, like you said, after the game, uh, Gino was okay. Christian McCaffrey was great. 26.8. That's what you want. Tyler Lockett put up 13.8, which is, you know, pretty, I'm probably average for him. Um, so will starting off here. I don't know what the projection. Oh, here it is. Projected total. Well, he's still, well, the Falcons are still projected pretty, pretty far below average Joe's and, it's going to take a lot from Nick Chubb, Cooper, Andrews. I mean, it's going to take a lot for the Falcons to overcome this amazing roster, not your average Joes. I'm going with the Joes here. Yeah, I agree. Will, it was betting heavy on the Seahawks and that Baltimore versus Cleveland matchup. The majority yeah. of his roster is in those. Um, and I just don't think he's going to have enough. Not your average Joes. I think he could put up a mediocre week and still is going to win this one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next we have the blue lineman number three seed to uh, versus Birdman number six overall seed. Um, and I, this, t- I mean, this really goes as the bills go here. Birdman does. Um, I'm going to take Birdman with the upset over the blue lineman. I think that uh, Diggs and Allen and he's not playing, um, Gabe Davis, but I think Diggs and Allen have a monster game against Miami uh, and really take Birdman over the top here for the upset. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm going to take Birdman, but Birdman, uh, please play uh, Cole Komet versus Likely. Uh, Don't keep Likely in the lineup. Um, And why I'm saying play Cole Komet, I dropped him. It was awful to start the season, but he's actually come on and played pretty strong. So uh, I think Blue Lime is going to be over the Blue – or Birdman over Blue. Yeah. Well, and regarding Cole Komet, I saw too that uh, um, Chase Claypool is out. I think he's he's done for the season with some mm-hmm. injury. And so it just helps with the pass catchers there. You know, Cole Komet, there's some, there's some targets there. Not a ton maybe, but there's at least some there for, for Cole Komet to go up and get. So Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's the 11th ranked tight end. Yeah. Great. Um, so next we have the last last matchup of the playoffs here. Uh, the number four, all my flexes live in Texas versus number five seed run DMC. Um, and I'm going to go just spoiler alert. I'm going to go with my own team. Cause I got to, I got to believe in my guys here. Um, you know, I, I played, uh, Kenneth Walker was, that was the biggest lineup decision really that I probably, I mean, one of in recent history in recent weeks anyway, that I've had, do I bench him against San Fran? 
coming off of an injury, but it's a Thursday night game, so crazy things can happen. It it really feels like he pretty much walked the line perfectly. Like he wasn't mm. terrible, but he wasn't great. Um, he was projected thirteen point six, scored eleven point nine. So it's not like I can, I I'm. It's not like I'm hating that. Like it's better than him scoring five. Um, but it's not like the twenty that I was at least somewhat hoping for, or that his upside could have been. So, um. And then for a while there, DK Metcalf was doing nothing in the game, and then he turned it on and, and scored twelve point five. So uh, DMC is still is still projected more than me by probably three points or so, but I'm going to go with flexes. I think I'm going to be able to pull it out. Uh, I think DMC is is going to come crashing down to earth from his three week hundred and fifty plus streak. Um, I'm going with flexes. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you were. Uh jumping for joy when Walker had like that one reception at the end of the game for like 25 yes. yards. <laughs> it helps. It yeah. That was like, <laughs> it's like three or three or four points right there with one catch. Um, man, I, I'm going, I'm going back and forth. I think I'm going to just give the team that has the hot hands uh, this week. We'll see if he can continue it, but I'm going to go with DMC. I just think from top to bottom has a solid lineup and he got, he got a pretty decent amount of points from his flex position. Yeah. Um, and if White can just maybe get close to matching Walker, uh, he's in good shape. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go DMC. Yeah, I hear you. Valid points. Um, real quick, we can hit hit the uh, the two toilet bowl games here for the Constellation bracket. We got uh, Chubby Gurleys, who's technically the first team out to the on the bubble outside looking in. Uh, did not make the playoffs. Chubby Gurley's, we ranked at number 11 in the power rankings. He's a bad team. Okay, that's enough about how bad Chubby Gurley's is. Mm. Um, Funky Town fellas uh, taking on Chubby Gurley's here. And just because I want it to happen, I'm going to go Funky Town. And there's not much else to say about this matchup. Oh, yeah. Funky Down, fun- Funky Town, and that's it. Great. Next, the real toilet bowl Dave Aranda's versus Daddy Kyle. Um, I'm going to take Daddy Kyle. I'm not even looking at the matchup on ESPN here. I'm just taking Daddy Kyle on the upset. I'm going to Randa's. Okay. I have faith in Daddy. Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't look at his. I might change my pick. I'm not. I'm oh, gonna, yeah. You got it, Daddy Kyle. It's yours for the taking. Win that <laughs> consolation bracket, dude. Yeah. Come storming back from 12 seed. Oh, man. Uh, so those are our picks. So if we were to go with those picks, what does the playoff picture look like? It'd be, uh, well, Matty Ice is advancing. We agree. Bird is advancing. Joe's advances. Funky, or Joe's advances. So we're, it's either going to be, um, we're, we're, we disagree on, on my matchup with DMC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'll, but it'll be Birdman versus Joe's and probably Matty Ice versus, versus me because because yeah. you're wrong so yeah 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 sure we'll go with that yeah and, and you're you're the higher seed so we sure can, yeah we'll put you through so uh yeah i mean we'll see how it pans out and we'll um, pick one upset so there you go yeah true true um let's take a look uh tell us about how did we do how do we do on our matchup on our on our picks? Yeah, so let me run through this real quick, and then uh, and then I got a jet. My daughter, you probably can hear in the background, she is freaking out. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, because Will has missed some weeks, we we missed some other us. Uh, you know, the rest of us also missed weeks. Uh, we're doing win percentage here, so 
Will uh, is coming in, pulling up the rear at 0.417 win percent. He is 25 for 35 or 25 wins, 35 losses. Matthew is uh, 50-50. He's 0.500, 30 and 30. And I am, uh, I'm, I'm taking up the, the front at 0.550. I'm 33 and 27. Mm, wow. So big, big difference there. Yep. All right. Well, that is your uh, episode 12 for the FLFFL podcast. Keep it chilly, my friends. Peace out. Do a dynasty league. See y'all. Best of luck in the playoffs.